This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we build professional development systems to help engineers and their firms grow. You can now download our recently published AE Industry Trends Report, which contains answers to the following questions. How long will the great resignation last? Are firms still allowing remote work and how is it affecting their productivity? How are successful firms using data to create people-centric cultures? You can find answers to these questions and more in our latest report, which you can download at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Hello and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to Henry Soryawirawan, the Vice President of Engineering at Flip. Henry is an experienced engineering leader, cloud advocate, and an avid personal growth learner. He is the host of Tech Lead Journal, a podcast about technical leadership, and the creator of Apache Beam Katas, a learning platform for people to learn about Apache Beam. We will be talking to him about the process of transitioning from individual contributor to manager and how engineers can deal with failures in their engineering careers. I'm your host, Jeff Perry, founder of More Than Engineering, and I help engineers and technology professionals with leadership and career coaching to create meaningful careers and lives. And this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast brought to you by EMI, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. All right, now it's time to jump into the main segment of the episode. Today I have the pleasure of being with Henry Suryawirawan. He's the Vice President of Engineering at Flip. Henry, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me in this show. We've connected a couple of times. I'm excited to have you here. But for those who don't know you, I'd love to just have you introduce yourself in your own words, help people get to know you a little bit about you and, and a little bit about your career journey up to date. My name is Henry, so I'm a VP of Engineering at Flip. If you don't know Flip, Flip is actually a fintech based in Indonesia. It is the leading consumer payments platform enabling individuals and businesses to conduct fair and low-cost transactions from anywhere to anyone. I've been working here for about a year now. My roles and responsibilities span across like growing the engineering team, you know, setting up best practices, engineering vision and all that, shaping engineering culture by ensuring that people also follow uh, what they want to do, right? And ensuring reliability and security for overall services and systems. I'm also uh, responsible for managing the people, right? Making sure they have psychological safety in their day-to-day work and make sure at the end of the day that people are feeling fulfilled when they do the job. Before Flip, I actually working at the Google Cloud for about three and a half years as a trusted technical advisor, technical person helping the most strategic customers to actually adopt Google Cloud solution. And just a fun fact as well, on top of my day-to-day job, I host a podcast just like Jeff called Tech Lead Journal, uh, which has a theme around technical leadership and excellence. I've been running it for two years, including one with Jeff in episode 95, almost reaching 100th episode now, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's great. I think that's how we originally connected. You know, I try and keep tabs on other great podcasts and stuff out there. Found Tech Lead Journal, and we connected about that. You got to interview me and I get to interview you now. So it's always fun to do that. So people who are interested, go definitely check out Tech Lead Journal. Henry, across the the course of your career, you've done a number of different career transitions, been in a number of different roles. 
And one of those career transitions that's hard for a lot of people is moving from kind of that classic IC or individual contributor role to perhaps a manager role. That can be a challenge. It's, there's a lot of things changed. So can you tell us in your experience, what are some of the differences between these roles and, and what are some of the shifts that people need to make to do that successfully? I think in my opinion, the first um, that we need to understand is that the two roles or responsibilities are actually very different, right? It's very quite different. Some people can make that transition naturally. Some don't and need some kind of adjustment and learning before they can actually thrive. For an IC role, I think it's pretty straightforward. You need to be very hands-on, right? You need to deliver stuff, make stuff, build stuff for engineer, right? You need to have the expertise required, what people call the hard skills uh, required for the role. Either working individually, so some ICs can work in solo, for example, maybe salespeople, right? Or maybe some engineers building some complex solutions. But most of the times you'll be working in a team setup as well. For IC, to me, hands-on, expert on your thing, right? And just deliver stuff. But for management, I think this is where the focus shifts, right? To a lot more about working with people, leading them, managing them, and you have some direct reports. So you'll be responsible for some of your direct reports career and making sure they also contribute towards your company's goal or your team's goal, right? So you need to let your people know, of course, the big picture, right? What's your team is all about? What kind of deliverables that they need to do? How does it translate to the overall company's objectives? You need to be able to create a thriving system, right? So managers not all about managing people only, but you also need to see how the team works together and supports people to work their best in a sustainable way. I think sometimes as a manager, we also push people to work on stuff, but also if it's not sustainable, people at the end of the day will leave, right? They will not be happy. And at the end of the day, you'll have some uh, retention issue. You need to foster safe team culture as well. You need to have enough psychological safety where people can say what they think, raise concerns, ideas, or feedback to you as a manager, right? They need to cooperate with each other for sure as a, a great teamwork. Uh, where they can trust each other. And at the end of the day, I think one of your toughest job is to make sure that everyone feels fulfilled in their job. So we don't want to work just to get a paycheck, right? But at the end of the day, we want to feel some kind of meaning, be able to deliver stuff that make impact either to your community or maybe globally, right? depending on the companies where you're working on. While it's natural for many people to move from IC to management, I rarely see people start straight away to management. But I mean, the classic thing, maybe you have heard about it, right? So being an engineering, transitioning to a management, right? It's not a promotion. The two of the roles are actually very different and you need to learn again, right? From the basics. So that includes the management part, leading people, communication, influencing, and things like that. That's my view about this transition from IC to management role. Yeah, a lot of great insights there. And I loved how you talked about like, hey, you have this responsibility to try and help people to be fulfilled in their roles, because otherwise, if they're not engaged, they're not fulfilled, they're going to find something else, you know, that you're going to have some of those retention issues like you talked about. Adapting, though, to the needs of the position and how to navigating, like communicating new things to different people that you didn't have that responsibility in the same way as an individual contributor. So talk about that transition. And for people who are thinking about that or in the midst of that transition, what are some of the things that people can do to help have make that a smoother transition from an individual contributor to management? 
some of those things you talked about, like we need to learn how to do that, but how do we learn and, and build those skills and, and make that transition effectively? So first, I always advise people who ask me about this kind of uh, question is that first, you, you need to make sure that you are really comfortable working with people. I've seen a number of managers, they were pretty good ICs, right? And then when they transition, they don't feel comfortable <laughs> working with people. And hence, there will be a lot of issues when you in that mode, right? So first, I think ensure that you are comfortable working with people, dealing with a lot of ambiguity and a lot of context switching. So as a manager, it's pretty hard for you to just work on few things. And it's really hard also to have things all in order. So there'll be times, there'll be chaos, ambiguity, people from other parts of your companies may be pushing their agenda. You need to be able to deal with conflicts as well from time to time. Communication, of course, is always very important. Sometimes as a manager, even though maybe we call ourselves introvert leaders, I personally myself, I'm also an introvert leader, but communication is always key. You don't have to communicate a lot, but communicate effectively, be it maybe written or maybe verbally. But the most important thing is communicate the intention from your leadership and also from the deliverables that you want. It's very hard to get focused time as a manager. I think uh, we all have been there where you have meetings all day long, maybe back to back these days uh, during pandemic. And hence, you'll get a less hands-on opportunities. So know about this. So if you're transitioning from IC to a manager, you will not get much hands-on experience, right? So maybe you will need to juggle between multiple things. And that's actually natural. I would also say when you want to transition, right? So you need to have this servant leadership mindset. You are not being a manager just to lead and you know become the person who make the decision. But at the end of the day, your purpose is to serve the people that your direct reports under you. Serve them, create psychological safety where people can thrive, just like I mentioned earlier. Many ICs when become management, right? So they felt lost sometimes, but always as a management, you need to have a biased execution, right? For action. The role itself, I mean, can be ambiguous sometimes, but you need to try to execute. You don't know what's best at that particular in time, right? But you can always find signals from other people, find feedback, and at the end of the day, execute. I think that will be some of the things. And, and remember one more thing is that leadership, it's not actually a fully as a role, right? It is also an activity. Even though you are nicely now thinking about moving to management, you can still exercise your kind of like leadership role. You'll never feel ready about it, right? So when that opportunity comes, maybe you should take it and give it a try. And I'm sure some people will find meaning when they transition from an IC to a management role. And I love some of the things you talked about at the very beginning there that you need to be ready to work with a lot of people. Like you are managing people and also projects and resources and other things too. But it really is your ability to help people align to work on the right things and, and execute on the right things and connect that with the servant leadership idea. Like you're not just there to, to be in charge, but you are building them up. You're serving, you're helping them develop and grow and creating a, a place where they can thrive. And, and I love a lot of things you said there. In some cases, you have done this in your career as well. Sometimes we might go the other way. And again, just like you said, that moving from IC to management isn't necessarily promotion, but sometimes there are situations where we might go from a management position back to an individual contributor for various reasons. So how is this different and what has been your experience in, in that case? 
I've been fortunate enough, or maybe some people think it's an unfortunate thing, but for me, I feel it's an unfortunate thing to experience this transition. You know, I've been an IC, going to management, back to IC, and now back to management again. Like I said in the beginning, right, those two roles are very different. First and foremost, when you make this transition, you need to understand your actual role and responsibilities. Don't try to mix them because of your past experience. You can use some of the skill sets, but the first thing is know about your core responsibilities, right? That will be the key to deliver stuff that you need to do. I mentioned that it's not a promotion from being an IC to management. The reverse is true. Going back to IC is not a demotion, right? So maybe just to clarify for some people, uh, if you think you are managing and you move to IC, maybe it's like a demotion. It is actually not. Again, the roles are pretty different and people have preferences. So maybe you have started as an IC, moved to management. You don't actually particularly like it. Sometimes this can change over time and it's all right to move back to an IC, right? Depending on your context and situation. Again, skill set can be very different depending on your industry, domain and all that. And I've seen many people actually can thrive uh, during this transition back and forth. I mean, moving back to an IC again, you'll, you'll be expected to be hands-on. So again, don't forget about that part. After you've been a manager for a while, then you lose that kind of hands-on experience. So I think moving back to an IC, you are expected to be more hands-on, improving your heart and technical expertise, right? Just like I mentioned at the beginning. I would like to emphasize one thing, right? So having these transitions can actually be good a lot of times because you have that experience. You know what's being a management like because you have it under your belt. You can easily exercise that kind of leadership even as an IC, right? With, with any opportunities. You can be more empathetic to your manager as well, right? Because you've been in their shoes, right? Maybe you know the struggle, the challenges, and at the same time, adapt and make sure that they can do their job properly. You can also help the other team members. You can mentor them based on your experience. Sometimes the manager can be very busy. They could neglect the people. And that's where you probably sometimes can feel the shoes, right? Based on your experience without actually step on his turf, right? So I think just do it as best as you can. Personally, I feel that it provides me opportunity to grow as well, build expertise in new areas. In, and I did this transition because if I continue being manager, sometimes because of the less hands-on experience, you tend to lose that ability to keep up to date with the latest changes, especially in engineering where things are changing almost all the time. So having a beginner's mindset and relearn some of the stuff back again. I imagine, you know, having that experience, having gone back and forth has helped you now in your role now as a senior leader, because you've kind of refreshed some of those hard technical skills and, you know, what it looks like on kind of the front lines, as it were, and understanding that and, and staying closer to some of the technologies and things as they grow and develop as you move through that. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That's absolutely right. In addition to many different roles that you've held across your career, you've also worked in a lot of different environments and types of companies from startups to large corporate, consulting, big tech, even government. So I'm curious if you can share a little bit about some of the different challenges that you face in working in different environments, different sorts of organizations, and how did you overcome some of them? First, I would say, yeah, again, very fortunate to have this experience, right? So I've been moving to not just from IC management, but also different industries and different types of companies. So I think, first of all, they are all very different. They have all pros and cons. I would love to think that no place is perfect. Some are good in some areas, but maybe bad in some areas. So that is very natural. So people have preference. People have a different affinity to culture, pace, and dynamics. 
So some of the challenges, I think it's probably straightforward. People also know about it in the startup, maybe lack of direction, vision, and all that. It's crappy, no hierarchies. You need to solve many problems and being able to deal with ambiguity to like corporate where you have many people, hierarchies, maybe politics most of the times, and people trying to push their agenda to each other. Being in consulting as well, being, you know, an external person advising customers, trying to empathize with their problems, trying to offer them solutions, which at the same time also maybe sometimes they don't hear what you are advising. They just have a certain agenda and you just need to follow their agenda. Up to government. I mean, government could be a lot of bureaucracy, right? Could be a lot of uh, challenges there, especially uh, when it deals with policy, because changing policy is really, really tough and takes a lot of time. So all these are some of the challenges that I find, but I think challenges are fine. You need to understand what makes the organization tick actually, and what is your role inside. It could be you are the engineer, you could be a manager, it could be consultant, whatever that is. And you also need to understand the power dynamics and culture inside the organization. So if there are a lot of politics, maybe sometimes you are expected to also know about this politics stuff. I personally don't like doing with all politics. And but politics sometimes also means that you need to know what is your within your circle of control, right? And what is your circle in, of influence and what outside of those. Sometimes, despite your best intentions, you would like to make a change, right? A good change. There are some things you cannot change and understand the reasons why and don't get frustrated about that. Having said all these, right, uh, different types of company, different challenges. One thing that I would like to emphasize, culture is actually very important. You would need to find a place where you can thrive. Don't work in a company where maybe it's a toxic environment. You don't feel satisfied. Like I said in the beginning, right, you need to be fulfilled in your day-to-day role. And yet just don't get yourself into this toxic environment for too long because the kind of negativity and perspectives toward how you work or live can actually make a big difference unconsciously because we spend so many hours working instead of, uh, you know, like doing your own stuff. So being in a toxic environment does not lead you to a path that can bring you growth and also satisfaction. If you are in this situation, again, sometimes it's a privilege. Some people may not have this opportunity to move to another career. But if you do have a chance, please do try to avoid this kind of toxic environment. And I love some of the things you were talking about. You're saying like, hey, every organization has these different challenges, but it's up to you and the organization and the team that you're in to understand how does your organization tick? What's your role? How do you fit into the things that need to get done? Understand your circle of influence, your circle of control. What can you control? What's out of your control? But focus on what you can control. Sometimes we need to let some other things go or figure out how we can operate and maybe improve or increase our circle of control or influence over time. Not necessarily that we can do everything all at once, but move the needle there. But but also certainly, hey, if, if something isn't a fit for you for whatever reason, do what you need to do to, to make that transition if possible so that you're not uh, breathing in that toxic air, as it were, if it's a bad situation. That's some great advice there. So a lot of times in, in engineering and anything technical, we experience failures of many different sorts, whether that's failure in a technological thing that we're trying to work on, whether we feel like we failed in a career or a project. What would you say, what advice would you give to people who are trying to deal with some of these failures, whether that's a personal or related in business or technology? What would you say? I've been fortunate enough to experience a lot of failures. I mean, not really a lot, but I mean, some are big ones. I would say maybe if I can share here, I've been part of the retrenchment in one company, right? 
I've been working in a toxic environment. We discussed about that uh, just now, right? I've been working in a struggling startup that eventually, you know, had a financial difficulty, you know, paying salary and all that. And just being rejected for opportunities that I think it's good for me, right? So I've been dealing with some of these uh, failures. First, I would like to advise people that if you are in this situation, you need to decouple these failures with your identity. These failures do not mean that it's a permanent thing that define you as a person. It doesn't mean you're a permanent failure, right? It's just a phase of life that, I mean, to be honest, sometimes we cannot control. So for example, being in a retrenchment, sometimes it's really out of the control, right? The company just have a different direction. And unfortunately, you are in the wrong part of the equation, right? I do acknowledge that when we are in this failure mode, right, we are spiraling down, feeling negative, disappointed, feeling like a loser sometimes, and there's no way out at that moment in time. Always find support, right? So there will be many people who will support you, maybe either your friends, your family, or sometimes your network within your network, people that you look up to, right? Where you can be vulnerable, share your feelings, right? What you want to do. What is the struggle that you have? And many people would be supportive, I would say, that can help you towards your journey moving out from the failure. I think also another important thing when you are in these failures, it is actually a natural moment in your life to refresh, look back, take a pause, do a retrospective about yourself, find where things went wrong, probably. Maybe it's you doing some things that uh, were wrong, but Sometimes also it's about navigating the situation, understanding some signals. Maybe you can learn from that experience, take some few notes maybe for the future, right? I think also failure is a good time to pause and maybe think about what you learn from the experience and what you want to do next. At the end of the day, failures are natural towards progress. Don't get this uh, wrong, right? So every time you want to grow, I think we need to experience failure. And I like one quote from Winston Churchill. And when he said like success is going from failure to failure and another failure without losing your enthusiasm. So the key word here is the enthusiasm. So when you're in this failure, don't lose your enthusiasm, right? Your joy in your work, learn from the failures, do something different probably, embrace it, connect with new people. Especially in tech, the world is full of possibilities. Maybe you don't work well in one particular company or situation or role, right? But there are other plenty of things that you can do afterwards, right? So have that abundant mindset that will also lead you to your next growth. It seems like you feel the same way. I think about looking back on some of the failures or the most difficult times of my life thus far. And when I look back on them, really sucked at the time. Uh, very difficult to go through in that moment. But looking back, I can be quite grateful. Like you talked about, you know, feeling fortunate to move through some of these failures. Maybe you didn't feel quite so fortunate in that moment. And it's hard to recognize that for what it is at the moment. But seeing how we can learn and how we can grow and develop and become better through that experience is a great skill and ability that, that we need to have to be resilient through some of the challenges that we face in life. So failure, and one of the things I, I most loved about what you talked about is to decouple that failure with yourself. It's not about you. It's just a circumstance and you can continue to grow and develop through that experience. Um, it doesn't it won't define you forever. And that's, that's great. I hope we can all take that as we move forward. So any final pieces of advice you can give to engineers out there as we end off this segment? I mean, these days, as I mentioned in tech, right, even though it's full of possibilities, but at the same time, it can be really intimidating, right? The amount of stuff that you need to keep up, you need to learn is overwhelming. 
and technologies change almost every few weeks and months. You will see new technologies, depending on, again, your domain and uh, which part uh, of technology you are in, right? And one can easily suffer from imposter syndrome most of the time. I do feel about it, right? I think most engineers do, right? No matter how senior you are, how many years of experience you have, you will still feel this imposter syndrome creeping in, right? So I think that's natural and just be conscious and aware about it. Even though things change, a lot of things being invented as we speak, right? I would still strongly suggest that engineers should focus on fundamentals and learn about the actual foundation rather than following the hypes. So there are so many hypes these days. I think getting to know them is good, but sometimes you don't just chase for the hypes and don't uh, forget about your fundamentals because um, having a solid fundamental is very key in technology. Especially, I feel that fundamentals don't change a lot. So if you look back, all the inventions, actually, they come from almost the same principles, same fundamentals, be it the technology, be it the techniques and all that. So make sure to focus on the fundamentals. I mean, as engineers, sometimes we love to work on tech stuff, but don't forget about your soft skills as well, your communication, influencing, leadership, teamwork, and all that. Engineering is a team spot in most of the companies, and you need to work well with others. And as I said, the world is full of tech possibilities these days, right? So make sure at the end of the day, you also enjoy the ride, right? So make sure that this is the career for you. Like Jeff advised me the other day that you need to have the engineering career clarity, right? Is this the right role for you? And if it is, please enjoy the ride. Uh, make sure that you benefit and grow out of that career. Well, Henry, this has been a fun discussion. Appreciate all that you've shared here. At this point, we're going to transition to the Take Action Today segment of the show. We'll get one more final piece of actionable advice from Henry. We'll be right back. Now it's time for the Take Action Today segment of the show. Henry, we've had a great discussion about individual contributors and managers and different types of companies and organizations and all sorts of different things. But as we leave here, what's the final piece of advice, no matter where someone is in their careers, that you would share with them to start taking action on today? Having all these great experience, you know, varied in terms of uh, roles, in terms of uh, management to ICs, different industries. I think one silver lining that I would like to advise people, no matter what, right, it applies to any kind of roles that you're doing, have that ownership mentality. So take ownership in things that you do, or sometimes things that it's also outside of you, right? So sometimes there are things that people don't pick up, don't be afraid, take ownership and do it to the best of your ability. Maybe you have heard about this phrase, be an owner, not a renter. I think almost in any company or any kind of a manager or leaders would love their direct reports of people working in the organization to have this ownership mentality to solve problems rather than be the problem themselves. So that will be one key take action that I would like to advise people. Yeah, it's great to take ownership of whatever you're working on and certainly of your life and career as well, as we've talked about. So thanks so much for this. Henry, if people want to connect more with you or learn more about what you're up to, where would you point them? So first of all, I would suggest my own podcast as well. So techleadjournal.dev, right? That's the URL, techleadjournal.dev. But also you can reach out to me. Well, you can find my personal website. It's at my full name without space.com. And we can also connect on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for being here and sharing your insights and look forward to staying connected and, and seeing more success from you. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff, for this opportunity. I'm looking forward for the next opportunity.
I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. You can go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in the episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books that we mentioned. And don't forget to check out any upcoming live webinars also at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for any engineers who are struggling and need help taking the next career step, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the latest version of our AE Industry Trends Report to get answers to the questions that you want to ask your staff, but you may be afraid to do so. How long will the great resignation last? How long should you allow employees to work remotely? And how are successful firms using data to grow sustainably for the long term? You can learn the answers to these questions and more by downloading the report at engineeringmanagementinstitute.com dot org.